Hello everyone, it's another week, it's another episode of The Essential Apple Show, where we cover the last 7 to 10 days in the world of Apple, news, reviews, rumours, roundup, gossip, and anything else really. Joining me this week is a long-awaited return of Mr. Barry Gentleman. How are you, sir? I'm not too bad, thank you mate, I'm not too bad. Um, back, back, uh, back in the throes of the 9 to 5, and uh, oh, it's, it's rough getting up. I, now I know, I know... Carl's gonna, Carl's gonna kick off, and he's gonna go into one. But it's rough getting up at ten to seven. You shut up, sir. It's almost as bad as waking up in the morning and seeing Carl Madden has completed an activity on the Apple Watch. That's when it's really sick. Well, I'm, I'm out and about. I'm out and about. I'm leaving the house at five thirty. You know, I've been up. I've had a shower, done my ablutions, and I'm gone. I know, but well, is it, it, it's that had sort a shower, of thing. Completed an activity. <laughs> yeah, once at one. Had another shower. <laughs> that wasn't what I thought I was thinking of, you dirty-minded. <laughs> oh, even please. We all know Fitbit counts it. And as you can hear, joining me on the show as well is the regular co-host, cohort, co-podcaster from the Mackinforth show. It's Mr. Carl Madden. How's your week been, good sir? It's been energetic, apparently, going by my, my um, activity rings. Your ring pieces are killing me. Every well, day I'm, I'm looking at it. My... My rings are on fire, so you know. So what can I say? You you guys' rings are terrible. They're all lackluster and you know poor man's rings. But mine mine are on fire. I am I am cracking those rings like you won't believe. You are absolutely killing it. Absolutely. Although you've only done. Hang on, let me have a look on the old thing. So today your target was nine hundred calories. You've burnt off one thousand one hundred eighteen, one hundred twenty-four percent. I went for a one and a half hour walk with the dogs. Went up and round the office. I've burnt off three hundred eighty-six out of six hundred fifty. Only fifty-nine percent. Good lord. <laughs> you're fi- you're fitter than me. Only just. You haven't seen the state that I've been in this week. I've only been able to walk today. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't understand. Okay, so since I got the new watch and and a bit before then as well, I have done my rings every day, all all of them every day, even on weekends. I've been doing them. Why then have I put on seven pound muscle? <laughs> I want to yeah, think what, it is. What, what have you been eating while you've been completing your rings? Well, apart from that night we went out and and had the barbecue stuff, Baz. So I, no, you know, I've switched a lot of vegetable things. I've had lots of vegetable things. I've drunk a lot of water. I've tried to cut down on the on the booze. I've tried to have zero alcohol booze things. And I still put on weight. So when you have things like that, you seriously question, well, what's the flipping point? <laughs> well, what's True. the point of zero alcohol beer? Because it, it wouldn't be so bad if it tasted half decent, but it just oh, it just oh, tastes like beer that hasn't got any beer in it, which I know is I don't probably mind. the point. I don't mind the Bavarian one. That's quite nice. Okay. I think it depends because I'm, I'm finding that a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll they'll eat well for, you know, eat well for a few hours then go, or they'll train. That's the normal, the normal thing is they go, right, I've, I've been to the gym so I can have a donut. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. But it should. <laughs> there is some method to the madness that in the first 30 minutes after exercising – the, I think the idea is that because your metabolism has gone a bit bonkers going through the roof, that you will process food uh, more rapidly into the system. But that's when you should be eating things like protein or fish, just certainly not a donut. Although well, I can't talk. I was going to eat my own fist at the end of the run. Yeah. That, that's my <laughs> cholesterol top-up window. <laughs> no, but it's good. I mean, I am enjoying it. I, I, I do enjoy the uh, competitive 
um, aspect of the sharing the activity stuff with a load of guys, and uh, it is good. I do I do keep winning at the moment. No one's really given me a challenge, unfortunately, but I've got a lot of people on there. I've got my mum on there, my brother on there, like you, you Mark. I've got uh, Dr. Richard Harkness on there, and I've got Callum on there, and um, oh, I'm kicking all your butts, is what I'm going to say. Barry's not on it yet because he's been a cheapskate and he's not getting his watch in Britain. I tell you what I have done. I, I have um, I have updated my medical ID on my phone. Okay, and you haven't put me down, have you? As your con- emergency contact? No, no. Um, you're, you're, the, you're the person who has to eat me, <laughs> eat, eat my body. If in I've got the event a bit of, a of an apocalypse, please eat yeah, me. Bit of a soylent green thing going on. Right. Oh, you're not on that hippie blimmin' you can drop a million pounds just by drinking a loosely based protein milkshake, are you? No, no, no. So- Soylent Green is a uh, is a movie starring, was it Hang on. Heston? Yeah, you, you mean he don't know what Soylent Green is? That's the health thingy, isn't it? That's all popping the, up oh on my, Facebook. It's a classic sci-fi movie. Is that the one with the man who plays Bergerac? Um, <laughs> what? He's also in ER. George Clooney. No, 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 no. This is this is Charlton Heston country. This is that's your man who looks a bit like uh, not Pierce Brosnan, Charles Bronson. Hang on, have we now got to explain who Charlton Heston is? <laughs> He's Ben Hur. My God, this could go on all night. He had a moustache, didn't he? What? Uh, but, 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 but. <laughs> no. So who was he? Who did? Who did? Who, oh, who was he in Planet of the Apes? I can't remember his um his character. Oh, name. I know. It's the guy out of Archer. Says, "Damn it, you went and blew it up." That one. <laughs> you blew it up, didn't you? You blew it all in hell. What? Hang on, this Blakey suddenly made an appearance on the buses. You blew it up. Oh, this is unbelievable. He also, he also painted the Sistine Channel in that film. Right, let's talk about Apple, shall we, for God's sake. I'm st- we're filling time for content, quite frankly. Uh, I, I've got two confessions I want to make. Only Number two. Number one. I'm returning my iPhone 7. Yeah, but there's a reason. It's not because... <laughs> well, no, I was going to write... I wanted to write a clickbaity headline saying why I'm returning my iPhone oh. 7 after a week. I was tempted, but I didn't. And I... I, I mixed feelings. Do I want the web hits? I do want to describe the fact that I love the phone. I think it's got a brilliant display. Uh, I laughed out loud to myself twice when I tried to plug the 3.5mm headphone jack into the lightning port. Not once. But twice, uh, I love the buttonless button. I think I've gone back to my iPhone 6 and it just feels, well, you might as well just be falling down a manhole cover. You've got to press that far down. The speed, uh, when Apple are talking about the desktop class CPU, I don't know if you guys heard the show last week, but I've done some very, very basic benchmarking. Uh, yep. And it was beating my the 2011 iMac the 2009 MacBook Pro no surprise there the iPad Air all by a Mac, by at least twice as fast three times fast four times faster it's when they say desktop class CPU i mean i i honestly can't believe it my mac mini in front of me with an i7 chip all right granted it's from 2012 i think it is and it's faster than that. It was a couple of minutes faster when rendering yeah. <clears throat> an iMovie. But this is this is the difference between like silicon purpose built chips rather than like just the general Intel chips that everybody else gets. That that's one of the main uh fantastic attributes of the A series chips. And this is why everyone a lot of people continue like, why can't we have a MacBook with um like um sorry uh, uh, an arm an processor arm in one, yeah. from yeah uh, because because we are getting to a stage now where not everything but a vast majority of 
applications and stuff could probably run on a dedicated uh, silicon and, and be really fast and really responsive. Of course, the problem with that is your iOS device is pretty bolted down and with all the things it can do. So if you came out of a MacBook, people expect, although maybe the Chromebooks have like changed this field a little bit, but people tend to expect a, a laptop to perform a multitude of different things rather than just set basic applications and things like this. You're, you're, but but um, like I say, with the invention of Chromebooks, pe- perhaps people's perception of that is changing. So maybe at some point Apple could bring out another line, not necessarily a replacement line to anything they currently do, but a dedicated line to just um, an ARM processor an ARM processor Mac and it would be running iOS and taking advantage of all that power, but still being able to take advantage of all the iOS devices. Of course, then they all, all the applications would have to be rewritten for different screens and stuff like that. Yeah. I but mean, you've got the whole could- transition there from X86. So it's for what I know, my very little knows easier to go from ARM to Intel, but then going back it's, if I remember yeah, but if you're starting from scratch, if that's what I'm saying, if they decide yeah. to start from scratch and just import iOS device like applications, like you know, because you got iMovie uh, and things like that, as long as they take on board those limitations, maybe they could develop a new line of 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 MacBooks, so to speak. But and they would have incredible life and incredible power efficiency, um, as long as they totally. You know, as long as they kept the two things separate for at least a good long while, um, rather than trying to force it back from Intel onto ARM, because I know they did it in the past with PowerPC chips and things like that, but they, they, I, I seriously see no massive advantage of them changing that at this stage of the game. There's, there's the obvious ones, like they get control of their future, so they don't, they're not always relying on Intel's roadmap and the delays that they run into. Well, yeah, I mean, that's um, been a story this week, hasn't it? That yeah, Intel have basically exactly, said, but, you know, they're sliding but, off. But the only problem with that is everybody, they're in the same field as every other manufacturer. So, you know, you know, the Dells, the Compacts, they're also at the behest of Intel. So that kind of evens out. No one's real get, getting an advantage over that. It's just normally back in the day when Intel was just pumping out these chips, uh, Apple would seem to always get them first and they would push out their machines straight away. But recently, since Intel started focusing more on the the mobile platforms, they, they don't seem to <laughs> – Apple don't seem to be jumping on quite as regularly, which is why we're still waiting for – new macbook pros to uh, uh, emerge apparently now there's rumors going around that there's going to be an event next month late next month uh and we might finally get to see these new macbook pros that they're about to supposedly release uh, on onto the world but uh yeah it's it's something's gone wrong there recently and i don't know what it is i don't know why apple has decided not to give these their 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 laptops like these little bumps but it seems like they want to do some massive i mean if they do have an event next month and they release a new MacBook Pro and it basically looks the same, everyone's going to say, well, what the hell was you doing all this time? <laughs> so I, I seriously got to think if they are going to re- do an event next month and they do release new MacBooks, they have got to look different. They've got to have some different factors on there. Now, you know, the obvious one would be um, a Touch ID, for example, because they're, they're going crazy with their Touch ID stuff, and uh, it, it will make a lot of sense. But I, I do, you know, if they bring out the same 
form factor in this case it really would everyone would have a valid reason for saying well what the hell have you been doing for the last 400 odd days i would just be worried right now um sorry about to cut you off there Uh, i would be worried right now about the credibility of anyone venturing into buying something you know apple are calling pro because it's now well last week it's 400 days we're now 412 odd days since this I mean, I will admit, I saw one the other day, and it's beautiful. And if I could afford one, uh, and I could play games on it, but that's a whole different story. I would get one. Sorry, Barry, I cut you off there. You, you were going to jump in with something, then? No, I was just, you know, it, it, talking about the, the development cycles for for your applications. It's how, also, how long you'd have to maintain two development cycles while you're while you're maintaining the existing one if you start to move into you know changing processes and things and you need to have a, a parallel stream is it is it worth it you know if, if hmm. no one oh is this something that people want or is it something that we think is going to happen regardless as you know the, the, you know the amount of processing power gets more and more well yeah well look how powerful that um ipad pro is i mean that is that is basically a laptop um, just missing the keyboard and a trackpad. But you can buy a keyboard and you can use the pencil. Um, it's it's just a different it's just a different form factor for a slightly different way. Of, but if, for example, if you were a writer, for example, you could just manage on iOS. You could just do it, no problem. I don't see any problem with that. As long as you can handle your content management system for posting stuff, it's easy. If you're trying to do what we're doing, podcasting for example you can't do that on ios because you can't break up the audio still it's all you know controlled one source that's it you can't start mixing channels or things like that so you'd hope by now someone i've actually i think i don't know how big an audience would it possibly be for i I have seen today what's that company beginning with a oh (laughs) adobe no no uh, (laughs) oh blinking flip i'm gonna remember it in a second that's the one. I had an email from them today. I think it contains some Thunderbolt-based mixers. I can't remember. I'll, uh, I'll dig out the email yeah, but in the show notes. But that's mixers. That's an external thing. What I'm saying is you can't, for example, record a, a Skype call in, in one app on your iPad and then also have something recording that and then bringing the mix over and doing all that stuff. Now, Ferrite, for example, I know you're a great fan of the Ferrite app. You can do all that stuff in post, but you just cannot capture the audio originally you know from source um that's the only yeah or a mix or some sort of mixer dick or another device you can have two ios devices and you can kind of do it that way clue it together with a mixer but you know but again how big an audience is that is that really i know podcasting is quite popular now but is it still a big enough audience to to warrant that kind of engineering going into it i don't know it's the chicken and the egg, isn't it? Because it's like, well, how big is a market for anything? I mean, how big really is the market for, you know, let's say iMovie or GarageBand? You know, it's there. Well, it's huge. It's huge, isn't it? I mean, because GarageBand is it's like anyone can open GarageBand and drag some loops around and make a song. It might not be a very good song, but they can make something happen. iMovie, you shoot a thing, video on your phone, you've got something perfect on that phone to edit that movie into something presentable that you can then press a button and upload to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or, or wherever, or even your own movie little collection if you've got an Apple TV. So they, they're all valid choices, like, you know... 
it's said that Apple tries to take care of 80% of its audience all the time, for example, and those things definitely tick all those boxes. Once you come to podcasting, I'm not sure that 80% of Apple users or iPhone users or iOS users would be want to be podcasters. No, that is true. But one thought I have had, so we know that Intel is basically slowing down on their CPU development. Gone is the TikTok. It's now uh, something like three-year revisions. AMD... What? I don't see Apple banging in an AMD CPU, and plus AMD are quite happy now because they're in uh, the Xbox in the place. What if all of a sudden Apple took an interest in graphics cards? Because I read this week that there is some senior end from NVIDIA heading over to Apple. So you could now get a, a spec boost every year or whenever Apple wants to release, let's say, a new iMac just by small increment, small incrementation of the CPU and then putting in a big honking graphics card. That's where that's got well, room to grow, surely. But then you've got well, to make it. Yeah, you, know, you you can't then start to to say, well, I'm, I'm going to buy a sealed unit. You need to be able to if you if you're looking at those sort of upgrades or those sort of um, boosts in, in in features and 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 power, you've got to be able to to do it without give give that one to your mum and buy yourself a brand new one. Yeah, it's it's because because Apple have chosen. Rightly or wrongly, and it's different ways to look at this. They, as Barry said, they've chosen to basically seal their units up now, and very little upgradeability on most of the machines. So you you buy something, you're stuck with that until it conks out or dies, or you sell it or you give it away. So it really does behoove them to if they if they want to continue producing these things they cannot let them go for so long they have to start updating them more regularly and you know we 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 are focusing on the macbook pro here for example but the mac pro supposedly the pro development machine that came out years ago has never had an update as far as i'm concerned it's just you know we can't innovate out my ass and then it just it just sits there i mean i I think the imacs now the new imacs are more powerful almost as powerful as as that poor macbook uh, mac pro for example and you know there's no 4k displays for it or 5k displays for it apple's not produced any of them where where were they they should have came out shortly after it there's 5k in the new imac because it's got that special chip in it that syncs up the two monitors and does all kinds of magic but you can't do that necessarily on the mac pro so it really does i do understand why people are saying that apple needs to address this because for the dedicated apple people who will never go to windows they are they are not <laughs> it I, I there are arguments to be made of why don't you go to windows then because you can get exactly what you want you can update it you can make it as powerful as you go along um you know you can upgrade the graphics card the processors you can do all these things if you want to go down the windows route the only problem is you'd have to use windows uh, and as windows you know it stumbled at windows 8 but it's come back you know with windows 10 a lot of people are saying it's good it's it's stable it's you can get used to it and work out how things work but if if the only factor that Apple has got is I don't want to use Windows, then then that's really I feel that's really shaky ground to be on because they should be producing these things. And I know iOS, iPhone, for example, is their biggest seller and it accounts for like 60-70% of their revenue, but they've still got to watch out that this these these Macs and these 
Mac Pros and MacBook Pros and stuff, they need to be addressed. They need to be kept up to date. If you went out and bought a MacBook Pro today, that's like, what, 14 months old. It's the same one that came out 14 months ago. But it should have moved on. It should move on. They have to produce something soon, I think. And, and you know, even if it is a spec bump every 12 months, it doesn't matter. It's a spec bump. If it's just a fast, slightly faster processor in there, it's a slightly faster graphics chip in there, it needs to be done because time moves on. People not necessarily – they might not buy one who bought one 12 months previously, but if they bought one 24 months ago, 36 months ago, they might be looking to update. And if they look around and the only thing that they can get is the thing that they bought originally – then they're going to be, well, what the hell is going on? Could you imagine and, the, the salesman in the shop? You're going in, you say, right, I need to buy a laptop now, and it needs to be, you know, a decent laptop. And they're going, yeah, you can have this one over here. Do you think people that go into the Apple store really care? Are they the people that are really going to look at the specs and go, well, yeah, they're chipping that's a couple of years I tell you what, if someone, if someone goes in and says, I want to replace my laptop, what have you got to offer me? It goes, oh, I've got this one. Well, that's the one I bought 14 months ago. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> how how long before we see for the same a, price? How, how long Sorry. before we see a, a patchwork quilt of um, service ports on the back of your uh, on the on the back of your MacBook? You know, this is where you can put your your pattern memory in. This is where you can change. Your yeah, graphics. but they will never do that. I don't. No. I honestly believe they do not. They want to to be the company that takes all those decisions away from you. And some people can cannot live with that. And I can understand. Uh, having come and put a U-Bow as well, having come from a PC world where we built our own machines, th- there's still that part of me that wishes I could go in and fix them. But then there's that other part of me that goes, I'm just so glad I don't have to deal with any of that hassle. Yeah. Okay, can I, maybe. Can, can I just put- clarify that statement though? Okay. When you said we came from PC world, we, we didn't come from, from PC world. <laughs> PC <laughs> we, world, we- why in the world? The best advert <laughs> ever. But, um, but you know, I mean, you could still. I still argue to this day. I, it makes no sense to solder RAM onto the board of a MacBook Mini. Uh, sorry, a Mac Mini. Maybe the MacBooks because you want to make them so sl- well, slim and slender. You don't if you're want a business, that. And you could get away if you could take actions to reduce your costs in terms of support calls, people calling in. There must be a spreadsheet some, somewhere to say no. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, we stop people coming in. Then we make more money. Apparently. Apparently, one of the biggest reasons why MacBooks, Mac, Mac, sorry, Mac Minis went wrong is because people put dodgy RAM in. I mean, I've done it myself. I, I bought for my, this iMac in front of me. Uh, shortly after I got it, I obviously went because I didn't want to pay Apple's RAM tax. I went out and I bought some, some RAM uh, and they came. And after about a few months, it started to play up. And I thought, what the hell's going wrong with this? Uh, and it just turns out it was, I've got one of those memory scanner things and it turns out it was the RAM. I replaced the RAM, bang, perfect, straight away. So, you know, it's, it is one of those obvious things that, that does go wrong. And we don't always buy, as consumers, the best. We, we tend to want to go for the cheapest. So, you know, I, that being said, however, you can still put RAM in an iMac, not the cheap supposedly student one granted but you can if you go for the top of the range one and uh i'd really i just sincerely hope they don't mess it up with that because they can't say oh yeah we need the space we want to put we want to make it even slimmer it's so slim already at least around the edges it's you can cut butter with it I'm just having a quick look we, on ebay to see uh, go on murray after you no i was gonna, I was gonna say we we um we don't recommend you cut butter with your uh 
All right, margarine. Margarine, then. That's what I'm not going. I was just having a look on... Trying to do two things at once in failing misery. Uh, I was just having a look on the old eBay to see what the prices are. Now, does it really matter if you buy a second-hand <laughs> Mac now or not before anything new comes out? Because they hold the value quite well. So if a new machine comes out... Is it really going yeah. to affect, let's say, the second-hand value of them? Because I'm just having a quick Yeah, scan of course it will. You reckon? Of course it will. It'll be a couple hundred quid difference because whatever, wherever they comes out is going to reduce the price of the current ones straight away initially anyway. So they'll drop immediately if you can still get hold of them, if they're trying to get rid of old stock. So that means you can only base your second-hand price on the, the lower-spec machines or the older-spec machines. So that's, you're taking another hit straight away there. And... You're right. They do hold their machine, their, their their price, but still, I wouldn't want to go out and buy a new Mac today. And then, what is it? Thirty days? I think you're allowed to turn it. If a new one comes out, you're allowed to trade it in. I think it's thirty days. Oh, I um, I th- well, I don't think it's written in stone anywhere. I think there's a sort of like a, a gentleman's agreement type thing going on, but I'm not. I'm not totally sure. So don't quote me on that or anything like this. But um, yeah, because because they're so secretive. It's it would be it would be unfair to some people who go in and buy a, a new MacBook Pro and then the next day they release a new one because there's just no way you can tell and because the secret nature of Apple. So I'd hope they give a little bit of leeway there. I'm sure one of our listeners would probably know. Maybe you even had um, some in- interactions with them regarding it. Oh, that reminds me. The idea that you had for the listener interaction, I will be doing straight after this podcast. My see, I've I've got a bit of kit now, and as I keep saying, it's getting old. But I think I'm going to be comfortable enough now with my 2011 MacBook. Oh, sorry, my 2011 iMac. I think we're going to take the plunge next weekend and buy a logic board and see if I can get the network port running. Now, I can get it working <laughs> with a Thunderbolt to Ethernet doodah, but I'm thinking, well, you know what? It's not running at 100. percent It some reason, for whatever reason, it's really, really grinding down uh, my... Remember back in the day when we used to do a Skype call and I'm dropping out? Well, now since I've turned this machine on, it's doing exactly the same. So I might give that a go. In fact, I might even stream it. Have you guys ever sort of delved into taking the front off an iMac and giving it a go yeah. to do any repairs? Yeah, did it with Rick, didn't I? When I replaced my hard disk with an SSD, a one terabyte SSD. Absolutely terrifying. So you don't fancy doing it again, then? There's no point me God, no. It. Never again. Never, ever, ever again am I ever doing that again, right? Because it, it's weird because, as I say, back in the day, when I used to do with PCs, I'd just rip the case off, I'd pull things out, I wouldn't even, like, ground myself. I was so cavalier about it all. But, my God, the, in, the, ha- the way these Macs are put together you have to undo so many screws and so many little ribbons and so many. Oh, and it was just, I was thinking I'm never going to remember where I put any of these things. So, <laughs> so, so the idea is the trick is to get something like an ice, an ice cube tray. And as you go through the, I fix it stages, put the screws into the dedicated ice cube trays. So, you know, those screws relate to that picture or that part of the, the takedown part, but still, I mean, no, when I turned my Mac iMac back on again and it booted up, I was the happiest person you would believe because I never thought I'd see it working again. Um, was that the day that the um, the bomb disposal bloke bought you a pipe? 
<laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but uh, it was it was absolutely terrifying. I was sweating buttock, buttocks. <laughs> I, they were sweating. <laughs> My buttocks were sweating buckets. I had a similar story back in someone where I worked where, oh, I can't remember the exact nature of the problem. I think a fan uh, <clears throat> had a memory problem or something, something very weird, which necessitated ripping off the front of the screen. Oh, and you can when you put your suction cups on, you pull it forward, there's already like two cables there that are so mm-hmm. thin and precarious. You're thinking, how are these even built? Some other, but as you're saying about the amount of screws, I, I went and got a quote for my 2009 MacBook Pro keyboard to be replaced because ZX command key doesn't work. There's something like, and I think he said this right, 70 or it might have been 50 or 70 screws just for the keyboard, <laughs> just to get the keyboard out. I'm thinking, no wonder he wants to charge. Yeah, and to be honest, his price were, was very, very fair. Um, that's, uh, do, you know, um, Dr. Happy Whack. That's the chap. Oh, yeah. Very, very yep. fair price. But I couldn't believe, like, 70 screwed? Blimey. They are absolutely insane. They're absolutely... I could not believe how much you have to take out to... You know, because, as I say, when I used to construct PCs, it was very basic. There's, there's the... Take the case off. There's the motherboard. There's the graphics card. There's the RAM. There's the little heat sink with a chip underneath it uh and that's it basically there's not there's not much more to do it's very modular you just take out what you want but pull off a mac my god you think what's this for what's this for what's this for and and you can kind of work out what they are but how they all protect each other and the casings that hold things in places and the, the ribbons that stretch from one side to the other you think oh my god and it's all got to go back and then all these little fiddly little plastic clips that i think i'm gonna you know you have to sort of force off and i'm thinking my god i'm gonna break something here i know i'm gonna break something these these little ribbons are so delicate they feel so delicate anyway in my big sausage fingers but uh no it did it did work again i didn't i'd not say i never want to do it again and i just thought right that's it next time i buy an imac i'm just specking it out from the beginning and, and they can have my money because because when I did buy originally, this is still the original iMac I ever bought, and I did look at the price and go, my God, that's extortionate, but I, I, I want it. I, I want to go down this route, so I'm going to pay. However, I was also coming from a frame of mind where every PC I'd ever owned up till that point would last about a year before it would just grind down or something would go horribly wrong. I'm still using this machine six years later, and it's still going just as strong as it always did. So for me now, when I look at that price tag, I have to take the longevity of how, you know, how long I'm going to keep that that machine. So now when I look at, say, if the price comes to two and a half grand, three grand, I'm not just, oh, that'll be gone in a year. I can now start to spread it out over six, seven years, and it's not as galling to me. Yeah, this is not a good advert for what was the name of your company? Sausage Finger Computing. <laughs> That's it. Your fingers are too big. Please ah, mash the keyboard. Please, once please again. stop. <laughs> and once again, Barry's giving us the show title. You. Oh, I tell you what, though, I, you could do the so show what, artwork so, this week. So again, again, we did. You know, like I say, me, me and Carl used to build PCs, and you would, you had that 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 um, opportunity to you know get get a new graphics card and the first time i saw a graphics card that took up two pci <laughs> slots i was like Ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be cool but um yeah i have to say that and you know I, I did it i did it and then eventually i caved in i actually bought a pc uh, from a company called scan and it was 
it was a build you know you 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 spec it and they build it for you i thought you know what because i'm 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 losing my touch although one of the machine, one of the tower machines i built did last a very very long time but when this machine came and i looked inside it and i i've never seen a, such a well a, a well constructed pc i mean and again it, it comes down to you know me and carl getting getting like a hard well you know a, a not a SATA, what was the, an IDE cable or something that's about four foot long, <laughs> rolling it up, rolling it up and clipping it. And But the, the, you know, everything was cut to size. It, it was a really, really nice machine. And I had that for about three years and I went to Apple. <laughs> well, at least there's one thing where we can all sort of agree on it may be a bit too precarious to build your own machine, but at least it's not as precarious and indeed as stupid as the story that Barry posted. Do you want to take this one, Barry, about the secret input? This is, and again, I, I don't know, I don't know the source. So it's appeared in the Telegraph, the Guardian, the Sun, and I think there was a video on YouTube. But some guy has said that you can. There's actually the th- all Apple have done is they've covered over <laughs> the 3.5 mil jack hole and if you drill a hole at this particular location you can actually plug a headphone plug your headphones in and it'll be just like it's never changed please Mm -hmm. do not do this this is not (laughs) real no if i had one of the klaxon things i might go and record one after this please do not drill your phone carry on barry it's just and so now what you've got is you've got the the people who actually post the video then you you've got which might be I'm hoping not, which might be um, angry baiters just going, oh, I did this, and it's this, you've broken my phone. But then you've got the other guys are going, yeah, I did this, it's all working fine, it's brilliant. <laughs> In fact, one guy actually said, if you drill two holes, you can get a stereo. Oh, no. God. So, See, this is, the, this is the problem when you mix Reddit with YouTube. <laughs> I mean, granted, it has taken a bit of sticking work, the fact that they drilled fake speaker ports in the bottom and there has been a bit of mickey taking in the office because of that no apparently apparently it's barometers or stuff behind that i don't know what that means but <laughs> that's what they tear down now is it not yeah they tear, like i fix it ted tore it down in about two hours didn't they yeah there's no speaker behind it okay it's a speaker grill with no speaker behind it but there's other there's other gubbins behind it yeah but a lot of things like have extra fripperies and stuff just to make it look nice i doesn't really bother me well it's all it's all about balance isn't it you know what johnny ive is like with his industrial design and it's all about balance and uh, it wasn't balanced before because they had that big earphone jack there but it's balanced now and uh yeah i can understand why some people would would say that because it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's all about design isn't it that's what that's what he's all about I mean, how are you finding your new iPhone? Have you used a dongle at all? Because I know that you're a Bluetooth head no, headphone I, time. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I have used it. Um, I w- went for a walk with my new, with the AirPods that came with it and it sounded fine. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting the AirPods next month, I've got to say. Uh, it's weird, though, because, again, once again, fate has intervened and I cannot I have not had time to go out and really try the camera with this because my dad's gone in the hospital again, so I'm spending a lot of time visiting him. And uh, But this weekend, I do plan to head on out into London and take some shots. However, I have been out a few nights, one of them with Barry, and I did take a shot like in a bar like we normally do. Uh, and in the past, they've come out pretty lackluster 
I got to say, you can make out what who's there and everyone who's there, but there's nothing special about them because you know cause someone's moved quickly or something as the flash has gone off. But I've done a few shots when we went out TGI Fridays the other day, and the, the photos look brilliant. I got to say, they look they look. I'm not going to say stunning because because it's still us. <laughs> yeah, it's still us exactly. We're not those handsome people that they show on the the demonstrations and things like this, but they are the most um vibrant pictures i've ever seen that i've ever taken in one of those those sort of like dark conditions um and as i say i'm going to go out this saturday uh around dusk hopefully in london hopefully it won't piddle down and i'm going to try and get some night shots because during the day even the the old iphones could do a fantastic job during the day it's just low light that was an issue and the amount of low light photos i've seen people post on instagram and stuff without filters on some of them just look stunning and they're not being taken by professional photographers they're just being taken by average people uh, and they, you know like they use the moniker shot on iphone 7 or plus and things like this but i i really am looking forward to giving it a proper test as well and uh you know i've done a few shots here and there and they all look spectacular uh and so it's great I, I'm, I'm, i've not I'm, had that with with mine i I went out with the six and the seven, and I stood in the exact same places, held them at the exact same height, tapped on the right on the exact same spot. And maybe it's because I'm maybe it's I'm just looking at it on the screen, but they really don't look that different to me. Am I missing something here? No, but I haven't got your seven, have you? I've got a seven plus. I've got that uh, special. You've got the uh, yeah different camera. Well, not that, different camera, but that two was cameras. The main thing that almost swung me from getting the iPhone to get to getting the bigger size. But then I was thinking, in work, I'm always bending down and, yeah, there's still a bit of bend gate going on. It's just sort of, oh, I'm what? holding out. <laughs> I'm holding out that they're going to do something with the iPad mini. That's what I, that's my juvie. Okay. So far, what's what's been the best, with, with iMessage, what's been the best? Um, Lasers. Predictive. Oh, predictive emoticon, emoticon thing that they if that's the right phrase for it you know where, where they've replaced a word for you well they've given you the option to replace a word in your text well I don't know wasn't there that one I sent you the other day you complete duck that was a bit weird <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I thought the train was quite good I enjoyed that oh the, the train running ducks um, chilly for hot I've had the sun for hot that's I, I'm going to say it I quite like this new message thingy, even though I completely berated it and said, what's the point of that? And being all old. Because you're an old man. You're an old man. Yeah, but why is there no no setting to send lasers with every message? It should be a default standard. Because I'd come over, I'd drive up to where you are in Wales and I'd put something between your ears. You advocated (laughs) this. Yes, but I didn't expect you to send me all the time lasers, 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 lasers. Yeah, but lasers are epic. It's not that big a deal. And I do like seeing them on the watch more than I do on the screen for some reason, on the iPhone iPhone screen. Seeing them on the watch is still pretty cool um, because I'm not used to animated pictures and videos and stuff on the watch. Well, I say I didn't realise you could see them on the watch. Have I just not had a message on my watch for so long? Oh, God, don't make me a liar now. I'm sure I've seen them. (laughs) I mean, I could have been drunk, I'm pretty sure. Send me a message now and Barry will have to cover for us. Barry? Cover for us. <laughs> no, you sent me a message. You're the bleeding laser shooting chappy. Oh, no. Think, what else I've done? Oh, I've, so 
I've I've done my looked at my home thing, but you need to turn on iCloud keychain. So I'm assuming that's uh, yes, that's where I was going to hold all the passwords right. and whatnot for your uh, well, your it's, home it's, there's a few there's a few things you can do. You, you also, if you want to do it for your Apple TV four, you've got to turn on two factor authentication as well. And I turned on the other day, not reading the damn thing properly, two step authentication which is the old way of doing it so now when i've got some moment over this weekend i've got to go back and get rid of that and turn on two factor authentication and once i do that apparently i'll be able to unlock my macbook pro with my watch and things like this and turn on and 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 be able to gain access to my lights and and my hue lights and things like that when i'm away from the house that's the plan anyway so because there's a lot of the new a lot of the new um, syncing things and handoff things that rely on two-factor authentication because that's how they're securing everything moving forward. So it really does make a lot of sense. And, you know, with the recent, um, what's the name? Pippa got hacked. Her iCloud thing got hacked or something. Um, but really, you probably should turn on two-factor authentication because uh, it really does help. I've got it on my Google my Google account and my Facebook account. And it's fantastic because even if they do manage to guess your password, they've then got to somehow magically get the six digit key as well to get access to your stuff. I can't find it. Maybe you can send it from the phone to the watch and watch it there. Maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I said. You can't send it from the fu- from the watch oh, to you, but that's... I'm saying receiving it. This is where I've realized I've left my phone on the other side of the house. <laughs> oh dear. I'll send you lasers and then <laughs> see if it comes through. God dear. <laughs> Nemo's hardware store has an unusual little speaker here. Costs $50 in the U.S., comes from a company called Creative Labs. Their website in the U.S. is creative.com. The product is called the Muvo 2C. That's spelled M-U-V-O, then the number 2 and the letter C. Comes in several different color choices. The one I have is a beautiful bright green with a dark blue grill on the front. The rest of the unit is a heavy plastic. It fits comfortably in my hand, so it's very, very small. It's about an inch thick about two inches high and about three inches across. There is a gasket on the side that you can peel open. There's a USB charging and connectivity port. There is an aux in port and there's an SD card slot. So you don't even need to have a phone or have any internet connection if you put your music on an SD card and insert it in the card slot. It is water resistant, so I seal up this little gasket flap here. I can take it to the pool, to the beach, take it camping. Anywhere I want, I can take it in the shower with me. Let's hear how it sounds. Power, turning it on. A blue light is flashing. Made a little noise. Press the Bluetooth connection button. Pairing mode. Okay. Waiting for device to connect. Waiting for device. Pull my phone out of my pocket. Oh, there it is. The Creative Movo 2C. Let's connect to that. Let's go over here to Spotify. And let's see what Bob Dylan has to say. Mama like a ship going out to sea. Okay, okay, Bob, take a break. Shaking is right because the little unit does have a little shaker on the back, some sort of radiator that the speaker pushes out. It throbs a little bit. Let's see if I can describe this. The whole unit vibrates in my hand, and this little one by two inch shaker radiator on the back vibrates to 
help the music sound better. It is not a great sounding speaker. The best thing about it is it's affordable, it's portable, it goes everywhere, it likes the water, it likes SD card, you can use it with an aux input, and you can buy two of them. There's even a special stereo setting you can use so you can have them a few feet apart and have them actually give you a true stereo. There's a nice poster schematic that describes all this that comes with the Muvo 2C from Creative Labs. It's very, very loud for a little tiny speaker. The Bluetooth range is not very good. But if you're going to play it nearby, indoors, outdoors, whatever, you could really annoy your neighbors with this because it does get really, really loud for a little tiny speaker that you can put in your pocket or carry around in your hand. So well done, Creative Labs. I'm enjoying using this out by the pool. I can put it on while I do my laps, and my neighbors are starting to threaten a class action suit against me because I'm really getting them irritated. Thanks for listening. Back next week. Shake it. The second confession is I bought the new Apple Watch 2 and I haven't put it on yet. Why? I... uh, Strava, run, keeper, map my run. It's I'm just, it's, hard, it's hard to put it into words, but I know what I wanted the Apple Watch for, and because it's not doing what I want it to do, then I have sort of haven't really been bothered with it, because the... So, right now, the Apple Watch will not share its GPS data with anything else other than Apple's activities, which but means... It must me, do, because they showed the hiking app on, on the stage. But has that actually been released... That's what I'm, I don't know because there's last time it happened there was a massive when I watch OS 2 was released there was a massive delay between those apps taking advantage of of that um, update so I have no idea if it's an official thing that people like Strava and Runtastic cannot use the GPS well, function this is where the conspiracy theory is coming in because the Nike watch edition isn't available to October and the rumour has it is that the developers have had restricted access to the API until after the Nike edition comes out. So that could be why. And it makes it all the more well, confusing. If you go on the forums and check out Strava forums and Runkeeper forums, it takes quite a bit of searching on the old Strava forums to find out that no, it doesn't work with the Apple Watch um, series too. Uh, Strava counts... Sorry, Strava doesn't read from your health or activity, so you can't pull it in. Now, if you go over to RunKeeper, you can toggle RunKeeper to read your activity data. And you think, brilliant, okay. So I could read all that data from my Apple Watch into RunKeeper. No, if you look and go and search around, the toggle switch is there to allow them to read it. But they say in really small print, we don't read it. It's just there for functionality for the future. <laughs> yeah, but so who's 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 committing the problem here? Is it them not adopting the API or the access stuff, or well, is it Apple not allowing them? We don't access know. But to the, the rumor app. is is that because Nike wants to be first out the gates with their app, they're sort of holding back the APIs till then. That's what the rumor is. Whether there is any substance to it or not, but it's it's frustrating because uh, as I was saying to Doctor Richard Hartness, if I go for a run now. It means I haven't got any stats to see how well I'm doing or get my splits or all that sort of stuff. And plus, it's siloed away. Now, granted, probably in an update, 
there may be a way to export the data out but it's sort of I you know I'm tied in with Runkeeper it's too there would be too big a jump and too big a silo for me to deal with just using the Apple Watch uh, as is unfortunately why well because it's all siloed away because yeah, no, but, I, I but won't what's be able to... that's, that's the application every every application is siloed away that's that's yeah, because the they all want you to join away, their so... little yeah I know but that's the, that's what I'm saying so who's is is it being siloed away or have they just not released that update yet or if it is truly because they've got a deal with Nike to to release you know be the first person to offer this thing even though I think that hiking app did offer it but I'm, I'm a bit perplexed now but because uh, at some point it would make a lot of sense be f- for all those things to share the GPS information unless Apple are you know as they normally do whenever there's a new function they lock it down for the first uh, iteration for example just to make sure that companies don't blitz it with power like to power demands and then they open it up a little bit later or is it already there just that they're not taking advantage of it. If there was, if if there was literally a thing out there where they were waiting for Nike to release their stuff and then they'd release it to everybody else, then I'm pretty sure we'd be hearing that from these manufacturers because they're big. I mean, Strava's huge. Uh, Runtastic is huge. Uh, I, I, well, you know, unless like unless. Just unless I had, yeah, exactly. Unless I had more concrete information of of that whole situation, because this is the first I've heard of it. Really, it, it'll be it'll be hard to say who's at fault here. Maybe it is Apple is not allowing the third parties access to the GPS data and the ability to write, you know, write that, write those routes into their app. But I don't see personally why that would be an issue because it's when you're using the Apple activities and you're monitoring the gps it's running all the time so i don't see what else the other third-party apps would be doing apart from running it all the time as well so i'm not quite sure why that would be an issue but and i've not seen anything official from anyone on either side of the fence either but it's it's curious if if they haven't done it and and because i did see when ios 10 came out and watch os3 a lot of them did push updates saying now compatible with watch os3 and i just assumed that they'd be using the various gps functions of it however i don't because i don't really use any of those services i just stick with the basic activity um i will admit it surprised me because obviously the weekend just gone i've just done the bristol half marathon and i really didn't want to take my iphone 7 with me because i haven't got a screen protector on it Uh, and plus my case that i've got doesn't cover it leaves the top and the bottom exposed. Well, I like to have it all fully enclosed so with my clumsiness, which has been well documented on this show, I know it's going to be safe. So I thought, right, okay, let's get the Apple Watch set up. I can go running with that. Uh, it's bound to last two hours with GPS and a bit of music. Uh, and that's when yep. I started doing all the discovery and research to say, well, no, you can't. If you run with your Apple Watch, your data is stuck within activities, which I'm hoping... In the future, there's going to be a way to export it. I had sort of hoped that there would be a... Well, in fact, if anyone out there knows of a fitness app that will read your activity data and then pull it into a service that will then let you export it as something, uh, get in contact with the show. That'd be, it, it just bewildered me. I honestly couldn't believe it. And as I searched more and more, I searched and I ended up, yeah, so you said it earlier on, I go, went into the murky world of Reddit 
Nope, it seems that's across the board. The general belief is that Nike have got it first and then everyone else will get it second. Well, if they've got some exclusivity, then, you know, maybe I don't see a problem with that. But it's just, it, it'll be annoying. If it's just something you have to wait for a few weeks, then fair enough. But if, if they've totally, for example, if Nike comes out and they've got it, but no one else is allowed access to it, then that's a bit, that's a bit different. Um, I can understand why they're probably giving nike the preferential treatment because they've decided to build a whole brand new watch based on them for example so yeah. i can't remember any i can't remember if you, in the keynote he said that gps data would be available i don't i don't remember anything like that he yeah. just because they're just to, basically talking about their own app, yeah. their own activities when they were doing that stuff and like i say the only one i mentioned remember was the hiking one which would it wasn't really sharing that data it would just notify you if you went off course but it's just one of those things where i assumed would be in there so i hope it is just a delay and eventually third parties will get access to that to your route because that would make them a lot a lot more useful if it's not i'm quite shocked that that's not doing that yeah view ranger that's the one view ranger although on the plus side some fairly hardcore cycling friends of mine uh, a guy that I know at work who goes swimming every day cycles every day does a bit of running uh, you know he's um, he's not a sceptic but you know he doesn't buy into the marketing hype but even he's been impressed with some of the rave reviews uh, it's got it's got with its fitness tracking I think was it on your show Carl with Dr. Hartness where he said it will actually recognise what sort of stroke that you're doing in the porn I, yes. I have no idea it could do that no that's what Richard said I had no I've no I haven't been able to get into a pool to try it so yeah. like I said I'd love to see what he'll say on Barry's wrist because if you've seen Barry try to swim I mean swim <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> say, you are drowning yeah exactly <laughs> and next time I go to the pub I'm going to turn on swimming and see what stroke things I'm doing whilst I'm drinking a pint let's try and confuse that stat a little bit uh, what, uh, what else have we got to talk about? Uh, I went into the Apple Store on Sunday and had a really disappointing experience. Well, considering it was Sunday afternoon, I shouldn't have been uh, so surprised. But it was quite funny because so you've, you've obviously got the guy walking around with the iPad doing all the meeting greeting. And you can see you know, I was there basically hoping against all odds to buy a new iPhone. If they'd had one there, I would have got the 64 black, no questions asked. Uh, and he's talking to me, said, oh, hi, can I help you? You know, what are you here for? Just, oh, yeah, hi, how are you? What are you here for today? I told him. And then out of blue, he's obviously new. He just sort of leaned the rope. He goes, oh, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Oh, God. Customer service training 101. And then I got put over to um, to this, you know, to another Apple representative. And I said, right, okay, can you tell me about the Apple plan, the upgrade cycle plan? Can you guess how she found the information to tell me about the iPhone upgrade program. Website. Sort of. Barry, <laughs> do you want to take a go? Uh, the Telegraph website. <laughs> One better than that. No no word of a lie. She Googled it. <laughs> I couldn't well, believe it. Well, that can't be good, is it? I know it is like I know it's Sunday and like you know she's obviously banned all the training but No, that wouldn't matter. Why why is it with you and Apple Store visits? I believe you're i'm paying a fortune for a phone i pretty much want someone that's coming you right there sir can i make you a cup of tea would you like to sit down well you won't get that but but i I just i all the horror stories that you tell me when you go into whatever apple store it is they i just i've never experienced any of that when i go into the ones here in london but (laughs) 
I, I can't believe it. It's like you go in there and yeah, ask them would, about an Apple yeah. product and an Apple service. It goes on to Google. I, I, that I would be there. weird. I, I would imagine that being a brand new option for people to buy their phones, that they would have all been briefed and debriefed and you know, yeah. they would know it inside out because it's quite a complicated process. So anyone, you know, I can imagine quite a few people came in because it says it on their website. Why not buy it via this method, for example? And I'm, I'm amazed that there would be a staff member there who, who wouldn't necessarily know it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I thought there was all well-trained and, you know, up with these things. I know, I know different staff members know different things, but, and if they're busy, someone else will try and help you out yeah, as best no they can. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah. So, it's they, weird. They hand me off in as long as I'm... I know uh, if you're working in a supermarket, you're not allowed to hand off your customer. You've got to take sole responsibility and ownership of the customer experience. But I don't care. As long as I get passed through to someone in that store who's going to make me happy and sell me an iPhone, that's absolutely fine. Well, you want a happy ending, basically, what I you're saying. I would like a good handshake <laughs> and a good, solid ending to my experience. And good. Go well, that's what you should expect when you go. Well. Well, like you say, they, they charge a premium price and you expect a premium service. And you didn't get it that time, which is weird. Maybe because you, you didn't go in with um, a wallet bulging with cash. Maybe they they said, "Oh, what, you you want uh, oh monthly? Oh, oh, really? Oh, well, okay. Um, we'll just Google that for you." <laughs> but this thing, I actually had my debit card in my hand, you know, making sure I had it all ready. And you know, it's quite <clears> obvious I was giving off. You know, pretty much, you didn't need binoculars to see me coming. I had money to spend to get a yeah, but they, my phone they, back. they'd already scanned that and saw your credit limit, so they didn't care. There was just enough. I made sure I walked in. <laughs> and then, so, they haven't got the phone. Okay, have you got the jet black? No. What colours no. have you got? They had uh, a silver one. Gold. Rose gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think one other in 120 minutes. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not sure what I want. Can I just have a few minutes just to you know, mull over my options? And she turned around, bearing in mind, it's half past four, I think, on a Sunday. All right, it's fairly late. Don't mind that. Close it at five. Don't mind that. She turns around and said, oh, yeah, just to remind you, I would close it at five. Close in a half hour. And then just walks off. And I was like, well, <laughs> okay then. If you're that keen to get off, I'm not going to spend any money with you. And I don't think I'm wrong in thinking that. It was just like, oh, geez. Granted, it could have been someone having a hard, bad day, but oh, it was just horrendous. But anyway, <laughs> this Sunday... I go back to Cardiff once they re- replaced my iPhone 6. So I'm hoping to have a bit, a bit of luck there. But it's the Cardiff Half Marathon. Uh, and if it's anything like last time, it'll be absolutely rammed if it's raining. And near the end of the marathon, it, half marathon, it'll be absolutely rammed as well. Oh, well if you will run stupid marathons, I mean, what, what do you expect? Half marathons. The thing half was, marathon. a couple of weeks ago, we were there watching the uh, the Ironman 2050, 2016 Wales, and I thought, right, feeling really inspired off the back of the Rio Olympics. I'm thinking, right, this is it. Next year, I'm signing up for a marathon. I'm infused. I'm pumped. I'm ready to rock. Let's off road. I finished a half marathon in Bristol. Went, no, sod that. If I had the beep, I would have pressed that. I think, why? To do all that and then to get to the finish line and go, right, you see what you've just done there? Yeah, I've now got to do it all over again. No, unless I've gotten to London Marathon, I'm giving very, very serious thoughts about doing oh, another pointless ever. thing. 
I'm not a fan. I'm not. I don't see the point of running 26 miles. What's the point? It's it's nonsense, isn't it? But each to their own, I guess. To say you can. What about Barry? You've got the the build of a marathon runner. Have you ever been tempted to get out there and get a bit of living Newton John? No. The 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 furthest I've ever run is it's about just just under 10 miles, and it was the Grim the Grim Challenge down in uh, Aldershot, which is like a an army off-road test track that they hand over to these guys for a couple of couple of days a year in December and you know and it's it's you know it's not quite tough mudder but it's you know you're you're wading through I remember the first time I did it I was wading through this water and there was ice bouncing off my legs (laughs) I was like this really hurts and I don't like it but I went back and did it again but I'm not since my um since my back problems I've, I've given up running so I'm now a cyclist. Oh, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. No, yeah, Carol's bashing out a few miles on the cycle recently. In fact, I should really get the review up of a couple of iPhone cases I've done for cycling. Yeah, I've swore one of I, I can't remember the name of the Paligap. I think with the might have been the distributor, but I bought a, a hard case that bolts onto uh, bolts onto my bicycle, and that was really really smart. But now I've got an app that I just turn on and leave my phone in my rucksack. Cycle Watch. Cycle Watch Lite. That's quite good. That was another thing that surprised me about the Apple Watch, was the fact that, by default, it will always uh, go to your the iPhone for the GPS signal. I'd like to find out more what happens when you go out of range of the iPhone, how quick is it to hand off, what happens if your iPhone dies, all that sort of stuff. So... Hopefully, we're going to hear some more news about that in the upcoming weeks. I think that's about it for stories this week, chaps. Has anyone else got anything else they want to talk about or drop in this week? We didn't We didn't do any stories. <laughs> oh, well, it was the one about the holes. That was it. And the, the NVIDIA engineers and the MacBook pricing and the continued rumour of uh, ARM-based Macs. That's not bad. That wasn't news. All right, the drilling <laughs> of the Apple, uh, the Apple Watch hole. Battery power station. We didn't do that. Oh, yes, Battersea Power Station. Well segued, Barry. So, Barry, what's happening with Battersea Power Station? I thought we'd talked about that already. Have we? Oh, no, we did that pre-show, I thought. Did we not? Yes, we did that pre-show. Ah, right. Did we? Oh, okay, so Battersea Power Station. So, something I read today in the uh, on my commute home was that Apple were spending £9 billion on a new HQ that will, will be... In you know, re reutilizing that that big lump made famous <laughs> by, um, or made famous by Pink Floyd, and um, I'm sure there's, there must have been a ton of movies. It's t- used in a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a look now because I'm sure that was used for Batman. Let's have a look. Ah, yes, in October 2007, the power station oh. was used as a filming location for the Batman movie The Dark Knight. Oh, uh, I thought you meant Michael Keaton. Sorry, yeah, I got no, totally the wrong. Bat- sure when you said Michael- Batman. See, that's the Dark Knight film, not the Batman. Batman is Michael Keaton. So that's my defence, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. The, the Dark Knight is... I'm sure they used it for uh, Michael... Oh, well, cue the Googling and the long gap. I'll add that in at the end of the show, or maybe put it into the show notes. So, yeah, that's it. So apparently, it's a con- consolidation of about, I think, seven, they say seven or eight sites around London into one single one. I think it's scheduled... <laughs> Scheduled for 2021. Well, that's what Brexit's done for you. you know, all the companies leaving London and fleeing now after Brexit, and there we have Apple dropping in nine billion pounds. What What is I'm finding really interesting though is 
that you know the this this must have been on the cards for a while or maybe not I don't, i'm guessing it's been on the cards for a while and we what with apple getting taken to task over their their tax issues is it what 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 was the decision process what what happened in the ballroom was it well the eu want to want to destroy us for all this money so oh but if they're leaving tell you what we'll do we'll build a nine billion pound installation in there in, in that country how about that how, how well that can feel? unfortunately it's hard to say at the moment because no one's triggered that article yeah, yeah. so we gotta wait it, it doesn't matter effectively we are still in europe at the moment and all the laws still apply so until that gets rectified and all sorted out no one really still knows how things are going to end up so what we if we we do we do by 2021 we'll be out and we'll have to give apple a brilliant tax deal (laughs) (laughs) well give us a good price with things like installations like battersea you know you know as you walk down your street you see a council sign notices saying uh planning permission for an extension or planning extension permission for solar panels or whatever whatever are we seriously saying that the millions of people in London who walk in and around or near Battersea Power Station didn't see the sign on the lamppost saying change of usage? <laughs> for more details, contact your county. Dude, that thing has been sitting there for so long. It was going to be an amusement park at one point. There was going to have slides down the chimney and, and all kinds of nonsense has been linked to that particular building. It's They can't knock it down because it's like heritage stuff, um, even though it's God ugly, god awful ugly. It, it just sits there on the tim to, on the Thames, rut, rusting away. The big cranes are rusting away, um, and you know, it, all the only thing that you could put in it was either residential places or businesses, and that's it. That's what it's going to be. Uh, this is not the first time I've heard this story. This story has been not not with Apple, granted, but multitudes of businesses have said we're going to set up here we're going to do this and there's always something goes wrong there's always planning permission gets in the way or denied and things like this but um it's kind of strange because most of this develop kind of development happens at the other end of town uh, you know in canary wolf type area um so it's kind of weird that although they are building lots and lots of new buildings down this section of the river as well the west section so you know, it will fit in. It will still be an eyesore because there's nothing you can do about it. It's a big, horrible-looking brick building. It's a landmark, granted, but it's not a very attractive one. It's very, it's very um, industrial because um, it was built for a purpose. It was bu- built to supply power to the to the to the capital. It's an ho- horrible-looking building. But it's you- also south of the river, isn't it? So you're never going to get yep. a taxi home. Well, that, that that is a brilliant, brilliant segue there, Mark. Without without even realising it. <laughs> so, do you think there'll be? Is it going to be just a huge garage for all of these Apple self-drive cards? <laughs> that's your taxi home, mate. There you go. Hey, that's a good one. That's it. Why, why get an Uber when you can get your own? You'll be able to stack them vertically in that chimney. Absolutely. Those four chimneys. Just pull one out the bottom when you need one and it goes, <laughs> drops down. Well, where can we go from that? Well, the only place we can go to is, let's go over to, yeah, let's have a whiff a chirp, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll go first, just because I have a really odd word for chirp. Hot and cold therapy after running. If you're running or cycling and your legs are really, really hurting, apparently 
the sensible thing to do, and I got told this by um, um, a what they call reflexologist. It's, she said, before you have a warm shower, put the cold tap on. Run out of Isn't your legs. Your- I was trying to say she was a gymnast, and uh, she was. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to way how I could describe just how strong her hands were on my legs when she was giving me a massage, but I couldn't. Isn't think a of reflexologist any- the one that does your feet? Could be osteopath. Anyway, I paid twenty quid. I went into a back room and came out happy after twenty minutes. And she said, "Put hot and cold <laughs> stuff on your legs." There we are. Right. That's mine. Uh, Carl, any? Picks hot, hot and cold stuff on your legs. Is that like chili Water. sauce from out the fridge? Well, apparently it's very, very good if you uh, if you've overdone some strenuous exercise. It helps with the capillaries. If you just douse your legs in cold water and then have your normal shower afterwards. Don't know any of the science about it, but I'll report back next week when I've tried. Oh, baited, baited breath. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> oh God, blimey! No pleasing you tonight, is there? Have you got a that- whiff? <laughs> Sorry? Have you got a worth a chip for us this week? No. No. no Harry, over to you then. Okay, so my one is a game uh, game for iOS called Six by Graham Game. And this is basically you get there's a tower of um which looks like a finished Tetris game. And you take away these blocks and sitting on top is a, a hexagon and you have to try and get this hexagon to the bottom without it falling off the other side. Ah. And it, it, it's a little bit, it's not, it's not, you're not, I'm, I'm not addicted to it completely. On the, on the train, every now and again, be like, oh, come on. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we did, oh, you, oh, yeah. And I, um, it's fun. And it's a, it's a freebie. Where does this come in, in relation to your previous pick that drove me round the twist, Mr. Jump? Oh, no, that's, no, that, Mr. Jump, I've, I've, I've purged that from my, from my memory and my phone. <laughs> and never, never again will it enter either. But six is all right. Six is not that frustrating. Oh no, nearly went there. Quite easy as well because then you can agitate. If you're going, find yourself going over to the edge of the pile. If you're a particular um, shape that will fall over if you remove the one underneath it, then you can get it back in the middle again. So it's it's good. No, oh, no, it's a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> well, well recommended. So Baron's worth a chip is something that he hates. And it's frustratingly addictive. Well, you know what, chaps? I think we're going to call it an early one this week. Uh, we've somehow managed to pull together a show out of nowhere, which has been my fault because I've just been in so much pain this week. Uh, I've just been sitting down uh, and relaxing. So, well, how can we get a hold of you? Mr. Gentleman, if people want to follow you, find you on the Twitter or stalk you or do whatever they do these days, how can they get a hold of you, good sir? I am on Twitter at Womblefoot. And of course, Mr. Madden, where can they get a hold of you? On Twitter at Clause0101 or over on the Mac and Forth show. Good cracking couple of episodes. Good to hear Dr. Richard Harkness on the show as well. As always, you can get me on the Essential Apple uh, Twitter. You can get me personally on the Ocean Speed, which I might be periscoping this weekend as I try and hopefully cross the finish line. We're on the Twitter, we're on the Facebook, we're on the Google+, and of course, over at EssentialApple.com. So until next week, cheerio, everyone. See you later.